Okay, right, this is the podcast starting now, I think. Um, I, had a, I had a bit of lag when we were doing the sync up because I looked at the internet for a second. I'm very sorry about that. I, I'd just like to... How dare yeah. you look at the internet, Jim? This is Yeah, I would just like... I was, I was actually like having a drink of water when Laura did the count and I like tried to put the glass down really quick and now it's spilled all over my mouth. Basically everyone's just a hot mess this yeah, morning. But but I would just oh, yeah. before before we properly get started, I would like to apologize to Comcast for trying to do more than one thing on the internet at once. I am very sorry, Comcast. Uh, I know that like like sometimes I have to do work which involves like uploading a video or doing a Skype call like this or uh, you know Anything like that, while also doing other things like, you know, checking the social media and the news and doing research on things and, you know, all sorts of other work-related things that I do on the internet. And sometimes I have to do some of those at once. And I realise that Comcast, which, let's face it, is a small family business um, run by an old lovely man called Grandpa Lovely, uh, you know, it's a real strain on them and their bank balance, which is full of mostly moths because they're so poor and that's why they can't upgrade the broadband and that's why even though I pay for a business level account, the service has gotten shittier and shittier and shittier to the point where I can do hardly fucking anything. Um, But I am so very sorry to Comcast for putting that undue and unfair strain on them. Uh, So with that in mind, you know, hopefully you can forgive me. Well, I'm, I'm... I'm sorry, I'm sorry to Skype for like using yeah, Skype. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm sorry to YouTube for ever trying to do anything while you're uploading because, as I have learned recently, um, YouTube doesn't just want enough bandwidth; it wants all of the bandwidth. It does want a fair I bit, doesn't it? Yeah, it's it it. Mm. YouTube seems to decide like, okay, let's see how much upload bandwidth you have total. Mm. Okay, we're having all of that, and I'm like, can can I can I also do a Skype call? Like, can you upload a bit slower so I can do my Skype call? No, no, no. We 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 want all that bandwidth. Yeah. It's ours now. Fuck off, mate. So yeah, I can I can download things. I can watch YouTube. I can download assets. I can't I can't upload anything. I can't do a Skype call while a YouTube upload because YouTube decides to suck up an entire business level connection. Yeah, yeah, uploading. Just because it it wants to upload faster. Uploaded to YouTube's always been a killer here, but, you know, we upgraded as good as we could get it out here uh, to uh, deal with that, and it dealt with it for a time, but now all sorts of things, just you try and do more than one thing, um, and and you can't. The, The American fucking broadband situation is a joke. Like, this is what happens. This is... This is... What happens when companies are allowed to just do what they want unchecked without even competition to to spur them into doing anything? And it's probably going to get worse. Well, yes. Yeah, well... I, I I think that they're honestly doing you a uh, a service by slowing down your service because it gives you enough time in your workday to go have a nice cup of coffee. Yes, yes, that 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 joke. That by the time yeah. people hear this, they will be not just <laughs> sick of hearing it, but but <laughs> some people might actually die if they hear it. Um, like it's well, it's his, old his... already, and it's only a <laughs> few hours time... ago from when we're recording. <laughs> yeah. By the time we're recording this, it's already been killed because, like, 
Donald Trump tweeted out a tweet that ended just randomly with the word Kovfif. Kov- Something like it just said, no despite the negative meant. press, Kovfif, and that was it. Yeah, Kovfif. Um, and you know that was a silly, a silly, amusing thing until Donald Trump deleted that tweet and replaced it with "Who can work out the true meaning of Kafifi?" And it's like, no, no, you you ruined the joke. You're like a corporate Twitter account trying to catch cash in on memes. Yeah. So you know, once Donald Trump's killed a meme, that's my time to strike in the hopes that I can make it ironically cool again because it's now a dead meme. Yep. In in other like in other news as well, but why? <laughs> oh, George, oh, Jim, I thought you were doing frog croaks, but it turns out you were advertising a brand. I was caught off guard, Jim. Have you heard that other new, brand new meme that's around where, like, you go, Waza! Waza! God, that have, is have so you heard funny. Of this really. Have you heard of this really cool meme going around where you say something that you don't actually mean and then you follow it up by going, not? Oh, fuck. I can't remember if I told um, if I told this story before in the podquisition, but I actually once got up and walked out of a pub and left all my friends there because they wouldn't stop singing Spider Pig. <laughs> I was like, fuck this. <laughs> well, fuck it's, this it's, shit. It's I'm funny. Going. I was it's like, funny because. It's 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 funny because the pig can do whatever a spider pig can do, but th- that's not a thing. Yeah. So it doesn't have any powers. That's the 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 joke. Spider pig did stick around for a while. It did stick. I once um, it wasn't a, an existing joke, but a friend of mine and myself once uh, drove a joke so far into the ground that another friend threw my slush puppy across the room. <laughs> Here's the thing, right? If the Simpsons or South Park, for that matter, ever puts out another movie. Make sure you go see it in the first couple of days because everyone else will ruin it for you. And for the record, when you just repeat the jokes from the movie over and over, you're not being funny. Yeah, as as I found out one day when my slush puppy yeah. was tossed across the, the room <laughs> in the uh, the common room at uh, Orpington College. When it, it was specifically about the slush puppy because we bought a slush puppy, me, me and my friend Leo, we each bought a slush puppy, and it said on the, uh, on the, on the little drink cup there, the ice is cold, which we found fucking hilarious. Um, it was the most redundant tagline I think I've ever seen, at least on a cup. So there's the slush puppy, the the white dog with the blue hat, um, there, and we don't know why we gave him this voice, but we kept. Um, pretending we were the slush puppy, each going, the ice is cold, over and over again. Like, I'm the slush puppy, everybody, and the ice is cold. And we went on and on and on for 45 minutes, and my other friend Peter grabbed my slush puppy cup and just tossed it across the uh, the common room in the college. And, and that's my slush puppy story. <laughs> I... I have a I dead... do not blame him. <laughs> I, I have but at a... least at least you made up your own voice. I, I have a stupid or... made up voice dead meme story as well, because you know, everyone is a child at some point that does something stupid. Of course. Um so as a teenager, I was playing I believe it was Mario Kart uh, Mario Party Four mm. and when you broke a record in that game, the announcer just very generally said new record, but for some reason me and my friend Heard it with a very heavy Scottish accent that definitely doesn't exist in the game, and we thought it was hilarious to just go new record. 
at each other whenever we did things well because we thought that's how it sounded in the game when it didn't. So just anything we did well was new record. I've done that before with things. Like like with video games, certain lines that are not funny or interesting just stick out to me as funny and interesting. Um, the, the most prominent one for me is Metal Gear Solid 3, Snake Eater. Uh, near the beginning of the game, Solid, not Solid Snake, um, Naked Snake is told by Sokolov that his Russian is excellent. And he, he's asked where he learned it from. And Snake goes, from my mentor. And for some reason, I found that very funny. And, and I said it, I repeated it so much and it got so warped that by the end of it, I was just going, Bundamententarg. And that, that is fair, my like, Metal Gear Solid story. Every- Almost every line in that game is comedy gold. Yeah, yeah. If 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 for nothing else, the delivery alone. Uh, God, I really mm. like that game. It's a really good. Uh, it's not not really a controversial it's o- opinion. It's okay if it's like if it's two of you and you're both in on it. It's like I know myself and my girlfriend would sometimes just look at each other and just randomly go, "My name is Jeff," and everyone else thinks it's really stupid. But for us, because it reminds us of the first time we watched that movie and could not stop pissing ourselves laughing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some, sometimes these stupid things end up becoming funny just because they remind you of the times that they were at one point funny. And mm. that's that's kind of sweet when something that's not actually funny takes on a, a happiness and an uplifting quality all of its own. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, that that's, a movie, that's a movie worth watching if anyone's listening. I, I was really surprised by how good it was. It was Jump Street, but not the first one, the second one. Is it 22? I think it is something like that, yeah. Uh, yeah the trailer looked very, rather amusing, movie. and I'm not normally a, a yeah. watcher of that style of comedy much. Um, yeah, me too. That's why I was surprised yeah. how much I liked it. It's it's generally funny. There are some... Oh I'm, oh, I'm not a fan of a couple of the jokes in right, that, but... Right. It's generally pretty amusing when it's not being a bit shitty. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, it, it it's... It is. It did look like one of those movies. I mean, at least it's like people complain about like content warnings, trigger warnings, etc. But there is a certain style of comedy film that acts as a warning without even being one, where you can look at it and say, "Okay, there are some funny bits here, but I can tell there's going to be some shitty stuff in this. I could just tell." Yeah. So it is very nice that some some comedies are so. Um, So transparent, yeah, in their delivery and style that they are basically their own content warnings. It's uh, it's an interesting thing. There we go. I have been the comedy police and told you which films you can't watch. Shall we get on with video games and stuff? That's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, What is video games news? That came out wrong. That, That seemed like I was curious about the very concept, which I'm not. Um, well, some sometimes uh, video games, you know, that we didn't previously know existed, we find out that they exist or when they're coming out, and that is video game news, Jim. I'm surprised you've worked in the industry this long without working it out. Who the fucking hell is doing yard work at 8.24am in the fucking morning? Someone with their life a lot more together than me, I think. I'm trying to record. Well... They're trying to do their garden. But it's fucking eight a.m. That's ludicrous. That is. Well, they waited. In, they waited until after eight a.m. That is wacky. That is fucking wacky. Noisy things shouldn't happen until after nine a.m. Just like the watershed for swear words is nine p.m. The watershed for 
being a noisy fucker outside should be 9am. 9am, you can go outside, be as noisy a fucker as you want. The watershed for Kovfef is before 12. That is what we learned. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Someone got ve- someone got very annoyed at the my jokes about it on Twitter because it was only half a day old and the the joke was ruined for them already. Yeah. Well, I think I I I genuinely think some jokes become funnier when they die and continue to live in death. When they become zombie jokes, it's mm. like ah, we're making it even though it's you know isn't, not funny anymore, and that becomes the joke. Isn't that kind of how memes work? I mean, they they build memes upon the memes. Occasionally, yeah. Like, what was the, what was the one that that rose and died really quickly recently? Um, oh, the purple dove on Facebook. The the do you remember the I, rise and fall of the purple dove? That no. one moved so quick that no. this is the first time. Hit. The last, I think, the last time to show you just how out of touch I am. Although it shouldn't be out of touch because it wasn't that fucking long ago. The last uh, meme I heard of like rising and falling really quickly was uh, the what was it? Dat boy, the the frog on the unicycle. Oh. Oh shit, it, that boy, what uh, yeah, up? Da, yeah, oh shit, that yeah. boy. And Damn, I never even heard of that Fuck. One. The last oh. one I remember is the Salty Chef. What the fuck's the nah, Salty there's... Chef? I don't know the Salty <laughs> the fa- Chef. The fabulous chef sprinkling oh, salt. Oh, the one doing his like bent arm back salt yeah. sprinkle. Nah, the the that the, the boy one was like a, a poorly rendered CGI frog gif on a unicycle. And oh, oh shit, it's that boy, what up? People got very angry. I did a story on was, it because he was that boy. Nintendo made a that boy joke on Twitter and got slayed for it. Uh, people got so like furious at them for daring to take their meme away from them. Um, it's it's mm. it's amazing. <laughs> uh, like, like, are there any hardcore meme Are culture? there any memes that are there any memes that like the minute you see them make you facepalm? I think anytime I see cake or arrow in the knee, I just want to punch the person oh. in the throat. Any of the video gaming relating ones tend to be re- I don't know what it is about gaming, but like video game memes tend to just Some of them are fun, I think, but you know but it's funny how stuff like patrolling the Mojave never got quite as annoying as Arrow in the Knee. Yeah, I just I I I think it was just that it uh it was sprinkled more lib like like le- less frequently than Arrow sprinkled in the Knee. Like, sprinkled more liberally by the fabulous chef. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I don't know are if you, I get annoyed with memes. You know you know what I get annoyed by? Not talking about video game news. There's going to be Seaman in the not the only the games. one, Laura. Video game There's C-Man. probably lots of people listening now who are like fucking 15 minutes in. Come They're on, even like. more angry because she's trying to get this headline out. <laughs> it's fine. I'm, I'm pushing for it. I, I, I do try and talk about games here. Try and keep us on track. Uh, gamers are about to get a healthy dose of semen. There we go. That was a good. That was a good yeah. lead in that. That was good. That was, that was a good lead in. Does anyone know where I'm going with that headline? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, E3. Uh, Reggie's going to come out and jizz in a bunch of game journalists' face, isn't he? That's what yeah, I heard. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, he's, it's, he's, it's hired, uh, it's he's hired. It's why I'm so hired Ramstein's pyrotechnics team, and uh, he's going to come out until Lindemann's big giant pink cock and squirt loads of jizz onto the audience. Excellent. And, it's, and uh, yeah, that's you know, that's why I'm so disappointed to miss E3 say, this year. I wanted to get hit by the jizz cannon. And say back back that save game up, motherfuckers. Oh, so yeah, you know, you know that. Uh, what was it? The Dreamcast, I think. There was a game called Seaman. Yep, that was a Dreamcast one. It was. 
It was a very bizarre game where a fish had a face and it was all very surreal. I, I don't know how to describe that game other than fish with a human face well, you, gets yeah, surreal. You kind of raised it, I, I, I believe. I never had the joy of, of playing it myself. Um, I, had to, I had to make my own fun with semen. Um, I, I mean, it's, that's not even a good one. It's, did, I'm sorry. Did, did the fish have the face of David Seaman, the English goalkeeper? No, it just had this sort of very smooth, creepy, like, man-boy face. And it would evolve... David Se- David Seaman does actually, you know, considering his name and everything, he does kind of look like a porn star. He does. He does. In fact, mm. if I recall correctly, when I used to watch uh, British pornography, um, I say that as if as if it's some long distant thing. I still keep up with some <laughs> British porn, but obviously British porn was more prevalent in Britain. Um, does, the, does the British porn still keep you up? Uh, at times. At times. We're all getting older. <laughs> Impotence joke, isn't it? <laughs> That's uh, no, no. I'm, mine's fine. It's uh, it's like it's working all right actually. It's uh, middle of the road, but it gets the job done. If anyone's interested, so tell us about Seaman. Seaman. Uh, apparently, there's gonna be. It seems like they're teasing a new Seaman because like a bunch of developers posed in a do. photo where they were all wearing t-shirts and they had a web address on them. And if you go to the web address. It seems to be teasing a new Seaman, so I've been waiting my for this question, forever. I guess, is, you know, are gamers ready for more Seaman in their life? Well, uh, I certainly am. Um, I've been ready for can, years. Can you handle, can you handle more Seaman? Um, yep, spunk coming out the end of a cock um, into my mouth or ass or whatever. Um, I'm, I'm good with that. I, but there have been rumours about them remaking or rebooting or whatevering Seaman uh, for, like, Years. Uh, I, I remember seeing mm. the first reports. I always use this as the benchmark for very, very long ago, um, like the before times. Um, but I do uh, remember talking about Seaman rumors back when I worked at Destructoid, and not even later years, like even before I, like people even gave a shit about me Destructoid years. Um, that's how long ago I've been waiting for it because uh, never had a Dreamcast as a kid. Too fucking poor. Um, never found Seaman ever in life. Um, we do have a Dreamcast knocking about, but I, I, I you know, I never got hold of a copy of, of Seaman, uh, and and I have just been wanting to get it on. I was always hoping for like a portable thing, um, like get it on a fucking Switch or something. But w- in whatever form it takes, uh, whatever it is, I I really want to finally try this fucking thing. I I honestly think if it gets re-released or remade or whatever it is or like a, a reboot now, it's probably going to do better than it did the first time around purely because we're now living in a social media age where ha ha ha, I'm playing Seaman will be enough to carry that game into the public consciousness. <laughs> well, I think, I think more than that. If there's, if there's one thing the internet's done well, it's um, getting to look at semen has become much more easy for everyone. Exactly, and everyone, like, no one is shy about the fact they look at semen. Yeah, more more than that, though, I think um, the, the game itself, um, all, you know, semen jokes aside, the game itself is so bizarre and so... Um, it's just it's hypnotic in its weirdness. The like the YouTube it, age would serve it very very well. 
Yeah. It's the kind of thing that's like niche enough that like it needs to be just like word of mouth to get it out there, but also that YouTubers will pick it up because silly name, weird, bizarre, surreal game, and that's gonna spur spur sales. Like this a Seaman reboot right now would do well. Yeah, I, I mean if if they're just gonna go for a straight up remaster or something, there's no way I it wouldn't I I I wouldn't think. Um, make enough money to justify a you know a fresh lick of paint and a digital I'm, uploads on the consoles. I'm looking at that. I'm looking at pictures of of this game and it looks like absolute internet based. <laughs> it does, yeah, like like this, internet this based before the internet was before. Well, you know, the internet was that easily baited. It's. it's I love the, how the fish looks like Kim Jong Un. <laughs> It's the kind of game that Twitter would lose their shit over. It's so. Kim Jong Un with like a fucking tortoise's dick sticking out of his head. It's a it's a good little fish. It's a good little fish. Is the yeah. same. And I can't th- say I've ever thought to describe him that way, but that's probably a good description. Yeah. By the um, way, I'm not like you... deliberately just saying semen. Um, seaman is for some reason difficult for me to just casually say like i it's not i mean i realize that just makes it sound like i've i say semen so much that it's muscle memory it no no i am thinking of the word seaman it's just it it, even that word it's just his it's just his habitual response when someone says what is this all over everything See, that's what people are gonna think um, and of course, mm. it, that's not true because I just tell them it's like well, every, Froger or something um, that got really Every hot. time I hear, like, Seaman, I think, fighter of the landman. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, so oh, no, hang on, see, hang on. To, I'm sorry, Laura. I, I, I was going somewhere. I was going somewhere. Do you remember where you were going? Oh, yeah. I was just going to say that the word Seaman put together still reads like it's pronounced Seaman. In my head, yeah, like yeah. like um, like, the, like other words. The plural of seamen is kind of more like seamen, like like sp- like spearmen, you know, like like you know, as in the a soldier infantry with a spear are referred to as spearman. But it's not pronounced spearman; it's pronounced spearman, at yeah. least by me. Um, so I see seaman. Yeah. I I say seaman. I'm just trying to tell people that I'm not trying to get seaman jokes under the radar constantly just by saying yeah. the word. That's too crass. It's like, it's like when you've seen a bunch of men get high. You're just like, hey, look, there's some high men. Exactly, some highwaymen <laughs> across the way. <laughs> Can uh, we please promise not to put a semen pun in the title this I'm week? not gonna. Let's I, just all agree on that right now. I can't <laughs> promise that I won't suggest any semen puns there, to Jim for titles. I, I, I guarantee this. There will be no semen puns in this title. That's the title of the podcast, uh, by the uh, way. <laughs> Is is that the title now? Yes. If, if you remember to make that the title, I I I maybe will. Uh, you, well, we might be playing a new Seaman game soon, but you know what? We won't be playing anytime soon. Uh, well, Beyond Good and Evil yeah. Two. That's not where I was going. Um, I, was I know. Gonna... I just wanted to like torture yeah. you. Uh, a good Metal Gear Solid Ancel game is... ever again. Yeah. Uh. 
No, well, I'll briefly mention that one. Michelle Ancel says, like, probably not going to see Beyond Good and Evil at E3, but oh, yeah, she's also yeah. been known to, like, repeatedly say things that aren't accurate about that game's development, so... Well, that's, yeah, Ubisoft have been lying about... They lied about Beyond Good and Evil 2 for many years, so... They, they spent many years telling actively contradictory statements about that game existing or not existing, so I'm not going to assume anything till E3 happens but Ubisoft uh, what we do lies. know um, and I, I, I say yeah. that quite literally, they tell lies they do indeed tell lies um, you know what we won't be playing however and we know we're not going to be playing for a while Final Fantasy 7 Remake and Kingdom Hearts 3 because apparently they're coming in approximately the next three years. <laughs> Fuck you, Square Alex. Uh, Square, I've said wow. this before. I, this is one of the earlier Escapist Inquisitions I did where they love announcing games more than they love making them. Probably because like they get to pull another stupid made-up word out of their fucking arseholes, right? Just stop announcing games. I said this Close to six fucking years ago. Stop announcing games. Or I will reinstate uh, what I said last time about how I will employ Christian Slater to come round to every Square Enix executive's house with a steel-toed boot and kick them in the scrow every time they announce a new game. When this, when this news came out that they won't be there for another three years, oh, to be a fly on the wall in the room where those journalists who were falling out of their chairs when it was announced... <laughs> I would love to have seen their reaction to the fact that it's not going to be another three years. To I would, they would probably be falling off their chairs again, but this time just in an angrier context. And I would, I would mm. love to watch that. Like, the same amount of noise and passion and flailing and flopping, but angry this time. And then we could watch them both at the same time, and it's like the duality of man. Do you know and, how and like long transposed ago transposed them over each other? You know how long ago Kingdom Hearts two came out? Yeah, now? like a thousand fucking years ago. Twelve years ago, which means that it's going to be approximately a fifteen-year gap between the second and third entry and, in this series. And yet, wow. somehow, I am sick to death of it because of the amount of awfully pretentiously named portable games that have come out since then and how convoluted and contrived of... the fucking story's gotten. Are you not a fan of Kingdom Hearts 2.8, um, a fragmentary passage, 0.2 birth by sleep, <sighs> remix, whatever the fuck it was? It, it drives me up yeah, the Yeah, you know, when you world. see shit like that, it makes me glad Half-Life only had two more episodes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like, it's... Yeah. I, I've been planning to uh, to do a, an episode on this for uh, a while now. Uh, I'm not sure when to do it, like whether to time it with the game coming out three years from now or, or just do it randomly as a topic. Uh, but I've never been so sick of a game that has not had a mainstay entry in 12 years. I have never <laughs> felt so overexposed with something. Um and so tired and exhausted by its lore than I have with, with a game this infrequently released in terms of mainstay the, entries. The thing that frustrates me about Kingdom Hearts is that it's not like they've spent 15 years releasing nothing. They keep releasing entries in the series, yeah. just not the one that they said was coming. Not the important like, one. The big, the big numbered important sequel. They're like... Nah, instead, we're going to put our time into developing, like, this weird spin-off, and this prequel, and this... Yeah. No, just 
make the fucking next what, game in your series. What really fucks me off about it, right, is that the very concept when it first came out of Kingdom Hearts was like it was it was fucking magical, right? It's it's Square Enix characters, like Final Fantasy characters, Square Enix storytelling, and a bunch of Disney shit. Like that was quite incredible for its time. And that is something so special that to see it frittered away and squandered uh, on a bunch of portable spin-off bullshit that just took what should have been a very simple idea, right? Final Fantasy characters, Disney worlds, right? That is simple. That really didn't need fucking around with too much. But they've piled so much fucking shit on top of it that this once impeccably simple, brilliant concept is just a mess. Like Jim, a narrative we, we Rube need... Goldberg device. <laughs> Jim, we need prequels to explain the origin story between the Heartless and I, the Nobodies. I don't give a and, fuck. And the Organization 13. I don't give a fuck about try, Organization Anime. The multiverse. I don't give a flying and... shit. About all and of their original Sora, bollocks, right? Sora losing his memory and having to go in the time chamber. And who's that eating an ice cream on top of a tower? Ugh. You've got to find out. I swear. 65 over two days. They can take your fucking sea salt ice cream, right? You can shove it up your fucking ass. So, other news we had this week. What else happened? Um, I might just upload so that as a whole Jimquisition episode. <laughs> Uh, you know how last week we were saying like it looked like Far Cry 5 was going to be about angry white man Christian American terrorists, probably? Yeah, it's um, literally a yeah. war against America. It is a war against America, you know. we can't. You can't have a game against American white terrorists because that is against the core of American values and you should change it to somewhere else so we can shoot some brown people, please. Here's, here's the thing, though. If it's set in a part of uh, the world that's predominantly white people, I mean, doesn't it just make sense that most of the people in the game, including the villains, are going to be white people? Yes, but here's the difference, is it's having Americans with America values be the villain suggests that maybe patriotic people that patriotism blindly might not be perfect, and that's a hard patriotism sell for as America, a concept. Apparently, patriotism as a concept is fucking stupid. It is. It is. And I tell you what, really, <laughs> yeah, I tell you what, don't I'm, blindly follow your rulers. Oh, I'm loyal them. to the place I was born just because I was born yeah, no, here. Be critical of where you were born. Every country is a bit shit. I'm just sick of these fucking, these fucking Republican arts students, right? Trying to force diversity into my games. Okay, just, just (laughs) leave it out. Okay, it's historically accurate that they're white. Okay, it's historically accurate. (laughs) Oh my god, my favorite was. To be fair, it is historically accurate that, um, like murderous Christian fundamentalists are white. Yeah, it's also historically accurate that, like, hey, today most of the, like, most of the acts of terror that happen in the United States of America are perpetrated by, um, white male Christians. Like, that's just a thing that is observable. Um, you yeah. know, it's and I, I come from a country attacks, but... <laughs> I come from a country as well, which, you know, was renowned for, uh, religious 
religious, somewhat, somewhat religiously motivated yeah. terrorism. And, and, and I lived in the country they know. didn't like very much. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, if there was a game set in Ireland where you're fighting religious fundamentalist i'd be like fucking give it to me give me that game <laughs> exactly <laughs> you know? um my, my favorite thing is the people pointing out that this is now like white dude bro gamers asking for more diversity in their game they're like oh can we get more people that aren't straight white men in our games because apparently you know you can't relate with people that aren't straight white dudes until they're villains, in which case, oh, I can totally relate well, with other people. Put other people in the game, please. It's been revealed that one of the protagonists is a priest. So, you know, it's clearly not taking the the, the angle of all Christians are bad, do you know? When you actually look under the skin, and like, n not even look under the skin, just look, look at it, right? And and there are enemies there that are people of colour, right? It's, it's not all just white dudes. It's like, it's not trying to be an attack on... All Christianity all in America. This. It's like, trying to be like, yeah, no, here's you know. me sidestepping it and getting back to games. Look at me. Um, yeah, it is very specifically trying to aim at like, hey, fundamentalist beliefs that go to extremes can become extremist beliefs that can become dangerous. And we are in a world where, like, in America, that that does, you know. It's not necessarily always brown people. In fact, quite the opposite just, within the United States. What I got to wonder about is... Because obviously, as far as I observed... Not that I'm saying, you know, everything was peaches and cream before now. But certainly, things have gotten more charged and heated and angry and toxic, I think, at least. Um... And I don't think it's a particularly, you know, unique observation or anything. But with that in mind, I've got to wonder, like, if Bioshock, the original Bioshock, had come out today, like, would we be seeing um, people angry and seeing it as an attack on libertarianism or something like that? Like, I have to wonder, like, like has it just these past few years gotten so fucking i think i think the other um thing involved in this i think you're right but i think also since the advent of political commentary on games has gotten much bigger i think i mean it's certainly... like political political criticism of games has gotten much more prominent now that they're expanding you know i think i do think if bioshock came out now there'd be a lot of hot takes going around yeah yeah i mean yeah we we live in the age of them of, of the hot takes so yeah. Yeah, I, I, you probably And right. a lot of hot tempers too, yes, I think. Yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, it's a game where you kill little girls if you want to. So that probably would have caused a bit of controversy nowadays. I don't know. Like, Do I think that would like have been the less controversial thing. Because stuff I like that remember, is, is like, cleared oh, sorry. up. Like, you don't often hear about video game violence or stuff like that anymore. It's, it always felt to me growing up, because I was an 80s kid in Ireland, so it always felt like the more time went on, the less things in media people would get angry or outraged about. But in the last 10 years, it almost feels like it's starting to go backwards now. It's a strange in, in a In a strange way, because it, it's like the, 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 the anger and everything is coming back, but it's about different, different things. things yeah. and, and things that I've, in some cases are just bizarre now. Like, I mean, a lot of... Um, you know, the moral panic of the, of the 80s and 90s was silly, but some of the stuff, like, especially from 
you know, a, a side of, of the partisan lines that, that kind of have all the cards right now and yet are still very, very angry. Uh, seems like a good time to move on from a very uh, probably divisive section. So uh, things that are probably far less divisive. Monster Hunter XX, Cross Cross, whatever it's called, got announced for the Switch. It's going to have crossplay with the 3DS version and... Nintendo and Capcom suddenly made all the money. Their shares spiked because apparently this was like the thing that everyone wanted. So if you like Monster Hunter, like I'm excited for more Monster Hunter on a big shiny screen on a handheld. That's that's cool. Yeah, I, uh, I, I've that's about all I had on that. <laughs> I've kind of made peace with the fact that I will never get into those games. I've tried. Uh, I've got nothing against them. I don't even dislike them. I just they're like Jeff Buckley songs to me. Uh, nothing against them. I just can't get anything out of them. Again, I know. I, I know it. It, it rubs some people up. The, the, I mean, my, my wife is like hugely into Jeff Buckley, um, but I just can't. I, I hear the music and 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 it just finds no purchase on me whatsoever. And and that's true of Monster wow. Hunter as well. I have no dis dislike of them. I just there's nothing there for me. I never got on with Monster Hunters or with Dark Souls games, and both of them clicked for me at about the same time. There was something about the similarities of the way that you fought bosses in both those games that... It was when you got good, Laura. Yeah, it's apparently when I got good. I, I got good at one, and the other followed, and I remember like getting on board with both of those series at very much the same time, so... Right. I'm excited for more of it. Um... But yeah, what else is there? Um, there's a bit of news about Microsoft has a Twitch rival that they're rebranding. It's going to be called Beam, and the big thing about Beam is, let's say you're playing a multiplayer like a multiplayer game with three other people. I like that they've made it you... sound like Bing, by the way. Yeah, they've tried to like <laughs> you know Fucking keep their idiots. Beam Bing boom boo whatever they're branding. Um, the deal about this is if you're playing multiplayer online with people, you can all stream to the same stream and have, like, the four different players' views displayed on one stream pretty easily. Man, that is going to be Which great like... when Twitch nails that. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. It's like, it's it's a nice, it's a neat, cool feature that I don't think is going to convince anyone to jump ship from Twitch and it seems like a thing that Twitch could fairly easily implement without getting in trouble. Yeah, yeah. Um, that there's, yeah, there'll be a way that they can kind of do that themselves. It's a very good idea, but yeah, but you know, um, I like the concept, but I don't see anyone jumping ship from Twitch to Microsoft's yeah. equivalent just for that setting. I can't see Twitch being beaten in terms of video game live streaming. I think. I think it's had enough years now uh, to where it's as ingrained then, as yeah. YouTube is for general if my, video. If Microsoft put out a competitor for YouTube, I think that would be something a lot of people I'm would not even sure of that right now. I, I, don't, I don't think so. I think like YouTube, I think Twitch is in a position where like it's almost become a genericized term, like I'm going to go Google yeah. something. Um, it's just become like this is the term that people use for... This activity, yeah. Even once if you it's get that mind share, they're using it. Once you get that mind share, uh, it's very hard for anyone to wrest it from you. Um, you know, we we all saw that with Google, and I mean, I think 
there's a possibility Twitch could be beaten, um, but it would take a it would take more than I think Microsoft will ever be willing to invest in Beam or whatever it is. Uh, so I don't see it happening, especially not from Microsoft. They can't. They Microsoft's track record of trying to provide its own proprietary services, um, it's not great. Are you suggesting that Bing and the Windows 10 Game Store didn't like destroy their competitors? I mean, yes. <laughs> I didn't have a. I, 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 I couldn't match your sarcasm. Skype tried to fucking sneakily install Bing on my computer when I updated it yesterday. Oh yeah, it'll do that. Yeah, mm. it'll. Uh... Yeah, but don't you want Bing? It's the hip new search engine that everyone is using. Uh so uh, the only other bit of like new stuff before we talk about games we've played in the week is um that that Rabbids game got rated by the Brazilian ratings board so like Rabbids Kingdom Battle is a thing that's happening and I'm just going to quietly be like <laughs> come on E3. Yeah. So um that that was happening like as we finished the episode last week I was like ah vindication hooray. Yes, yes the 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 story there is that Laura was right about the rabbits and the Mario's crossing over. Yeah, the game. I'm, I'm definitely. I, see, I, here's one thing I don't understand: is why people get so angry. Because don't you report that it as according to supposed leaks? You don't say this is fact, right? No, I say like, look, according to sources, this is what I've heard. And oh. even when stuff happens like this, where it's like, okay, like a ratings board in a country has rated the game, it exists. People are still like. Nah, you're making it up for attention. I'm like, no, I'm trying to do my job and report things from sources as I understand them. Uh, so that that was a whole thing this week. But uh, I don't know, Laura. I I th- I think you're full of covfef. Ah, uh, s- such a such a covfef. I I can't stop covfef. I don't believe these the rumors. Yeah, but I I always I look at the anger that happens over that, and I think, but if if she's just saying. This is what I've heard. This is what's going around. What's the problem? Where does the anger? Is it that they don't want it to be a thing, and it, they're like, it, it, part of it is not wanted. Like, there are two things. For example, when I did the unboxing of the the PS4 Slim last year, and people got really angry at me claiming it was a fake. I think a lot of that was down to people not wanting to believe it was real because it was less powerful than the Xbox One S, and Sony fans not wanting to believe that the upgraded Sony console wouldn't be as powerful as the upgraded Xbox One. I think in most of these scenarios, it's a lot more just to do with, and here's, here's a groundbreaking so theory. So is it brand loyalty that's uh, getting them well, pissed off? It's or? sometimes brand loyalty. Sometimes I think it's just that they don't like women writing about games and knowing more than they do. Because that's... I mean, I've seen some... You don't... You don't see male leakers get quite this kind of hate. I've seen some... Uh shall we say, inspired hot takes regarding oh. um, yourself and rumours. And and uh, something about the presentation of them and the the quaking in the voice uh, seems to suggest that there are some very, very intimidated people out there with, with oh, regards to God. the stuff my, you've been doing. The person I saw yesterday who made the video about how I don't actually like video games and I'm just I'm using was that the neck, was that neckbeard Lars Ulrich pretty much yeah it's uh I don't like video games and neither do my audience and both of us are pretending to like video games to further the SJW agenda and to corrupt video games from the inside out like I apparently have like a puppet Oof. I have a puppet network of fake gamers that are all 
pretending to be invested in games so that we can destroy the games industry. Beware. Beware the fake gamer girl. Yeah. How- she may be she may have six level 130 Dark Souls characters, but sh- can she? Can she name that marine from chapter three of the third Halo book? No. Hmm. Fake gamer. Yeah. I was Fake actually gamer. really shocked when I was uh, watching the new season of um, House of Cards last night. Claire Underwood comes out and just says, look over your shoulder, always be on the lookout for blue-haired fake gamer girls who <laughs> lie about Nintendo. It was, yeah, it was apparently. Haunting. Well, to be fair, Frank Underwood is a big gamer. He is, he? he is. And he, he was he furious at Rabbids yeah. and Mario. <laughs> he strikes me as the kind of lad who would shout at his TV about blue-haired fake gamer girls. I, I, my favourite was the accusation that because I've apparently never mentioned my favourite Switch game, I'm clearly a fake gamer. Which it's not like there's a Switch. It's not like there's a Switch game that I repeatedly say that didn't bother me about when criticisms are levied at it. It's almost like I think more highly of a Switch game than other people you've, do and like it. You've got to have a favourite Switch game or you're not a real gamer. Yeah. <laughs> that's the I've best never even qualification. Men- okay. I'll mention it now. Breath How can you have a favourite game on a console with only one game? Exactly. <laughs> uh, you've got to have so, a favourite Switch game. You've got to. You you've got to have a favourite Switch game. Otherwise, you've never played games. By the way, yeah. I want to know your favourite cheeses right now. Otherwise, you've never had a dairy product and don't even know what a cow is. You fucking posers. Is it you cheddar fake, or not? Fake you can't eater. say cheddar. I just said Jim, it. Name another cheese. Jim, Jim, you caught me. I don't actually like any cheese. You fucking dairy I'm a, I'm a fake dairy fan. You dairy hipster. <laughs> Get out! Oh, I would be the dairy hipster in this case. I can't keep up with the language the young, the young teens are using these days with their Carly Rae Jepsen and their other things. That that's the limit of my knowledge is Carly Rae Jepsen. It's, it's the the bay is pretty dab. Yes. Oh. yes. I listen to Carly Rae. Carly, Carly Rae Jepsen's new song is fucking fantastic. Here's the funny thing, Gav, right? I yeah. was um listening to some old uh Miracle of Sound songs on my TV last night going through YouTube. Oh, lovely. And nice. um I was just idly scrolling through. I I I'd listened to some songs and I was scrolling down and I saw your liked playlist the playlist of the videos you liked and then i saw yeah. the the latest like video was a this carly ray jepson song and i was like yeah okay why why if if gav's liking this there must be something to this carly ray jepson that griffin mcelroy's always banging on about on his podcast so so i i i yeah. gave it a listen and uh that chorus is pretty good that was the first carly That's ray great. song i ever heard uh clicking it from from your youtube and uh that chorus is quite nice. I think next time oh, I yeah, copyright deadlock something, I might need to uh, bounce about to it. It's a breath of fresh air. It's a, a lovely, joyful, positive, uh, happy pop song in an era where pop has become dour and repetitive and auto-tuned and all about the same shit. It's nice to hear pop music that's really I, celebratory I did sort again. Of, um, I kind of enjoyed that uh, Shake It Off. Taylor Swift one for a while as well for yeah. similar reasons. But you, I presume you heard Carly Rae Jepsen's other song, right? Call me maybe. Um, I. You can't. You can't have lived on this planet and not heard. I've that not song. heard the song like <laughs> just as its own thing, but I've seen it used yeah. in things. I think. I think an episode yeah. of Always Sunny played a bit of it, and that's. 
that's more or less the extent that I've ever really heard it. Uh, that and Conrad once sung it at us on a on a podcast once. Conrad Zimmerman, um, <laughs> in 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 a tune that I would later find out when I actually heard it was not like it at all. Um, Conrad, very talented podcaster, cannot replicate Carly Rae Jepsen's songs. Um. I was unaware people could view the videos I press like on. Uh, you can <laughs> you, turn that off. How do you see that? Um, yeah, you can turn it off, but as a default um, on your YouTube playlists, one of your playlists that is publicly visible will be called liked videos. Yeah, I can't remember the exact way to turn it off, but it's very easily yeah. Googleable. So. It's a thing a lot of people don't oh, yeah. know is a thing that oh, exists. Jesus, there's like a thousand videos on it. <laughs> yeah, I, I would hide that, that before that anyone else finds the, you know... Those ones you liked. <laughs> Should we talk oh, about yeah. some games we played this week? Yeah. Oh yeah, no, there's there's political videos on here. I better, oh. <laughs> I better delete these from my playlist. <laughs> do, 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 do. That's going to be Gavin's evening. Uh. Um, I've not played it yet, but both you two have played Rhyme, I believe. Yes, yes you're absolutely I- right. You two have played Rhyme. And we're great ooh, big ooh, how fans. How was Rhyme? How was Rhyme? Um, <laughs> sounded like Did a fun Bono. Bono. How, how was Rhyme, Bono? Um, rhyme, it's all right. Yeah, I don't, I don't love yeah. it. I, I like it. It's uh, it's very pretty thanks to its stylistic simplicity. Um, you know, it's not graphically mm. impressive, but its use of very bold, plain colours gives it a very nice look. Uh, and the puzzles are quite nice. The thing stopping me from liking it too much is the controls. It it doesn't feel great to move the character around, and it often gets caught on bits of scenery, and there are like things where I want to grab a ledge, but the game doesn't want me to. It wants the character to step onto the ledge, so it confuses things and, and, and shunts me back down with some invisible barrier or something to force it to do the thing it wants and it it feels heavy-handed and unpleasant and there are other areas mm. where like the camera angle will mess with the controls so much that I don't know how to climb that bit of netting game sorry I don't know how to climb it pressing up isn't helping um and you've just got it almost like cracking a safe I'm turning my analog stick around to get it in just the right position to make this fucking character climb up a net, you know? Uh, Sounds very similar to uh, some of the very particular problems to another very particular similar game that came out at the end of the Very true, very true. I will say I'm enjoying this one a lot more because the problems are definitely nowhere near as prevalent and nowhere near as uh, annoying when they happen. Um, but they are there, and it's 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 holding it back. Uh, but it is, it's still a a, a very uh, enjoyable, laid back game uh, with some clever little puzzles and some nice adventure bits as well. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, and I, I think it it certainly wears its team ICO or ECO, whatever influence on its sleeve very definitely. proudly. Which is funny because. But, uh, um, you know, I've I've struggled to care for any of those games, uh, but yeah. but rhyme. I I don't know what it is. Whether it's just that they have streamlined it somewhat, or whether it is just because it's it's a bit of a smaller scale project. I don't know what it is, but but even though it has many of the similar annoyances that I have with with 
Team Ico's games. Uh, I am enjoying it a lot more. There's just something about it that I I enjoy the the, the flow of it. Um, even though the controlling the character isn't that great, I do like how the levels are designed um, in such a way that I feel encouraged to constantly press forward. To the point where I'm almost annoyed the game has collectibles because I then have to stop and get off the beaten path. But the beaten path is so well-paced and directed from an artistic standpoint that it just feels natural yeah. to head from point A to point B as fast as possible because it feels like that's what you should be doing in the game, like that's what the character should be doing. Um, that then stopping and looking for collectibles feels a bit too video gamey. Um, I, I agree on that because... It, the, the way the world was designed, I noticed in the first area before I met the little fox, there were, it was one of those rare games where instead of taking the time to explore my first starting area before heading off, I just said, fuck it and chase the fox. Yeah, exactly. I've been doing that for a lot of the game, actually. Like, I don't. I'm just hoping that, that those collectibles aren't essential to progress the story. It, it doesn't I seem. I really hope they're it not. It doesn't seem like they are. Um, but. Yeah. But I, I enjoy the game a lot. It's not that I'm rushing to get it done or anything. It's just that it feels yeah. natural to play this game as straightforward as possible. It feels like yeah. like the adventure it wants to be at that point. And when I said earlier that, you know, it's it feels too video gamey, you know, that opens me up for a smart-ass comment back, like, well, it's a video game, what do you expect? And what I mean by that is it... Mm -hmm. It's like a puppet show where you see the strings. It, when I say video gaming, mm, it's yeah. like it's stopping the experience and saying, go do some video game shit that is blatant video game shit. Uh, and sometimes that can really, really break a thing for me. Um, similar One. to you know various games that have, here's the climbing section, here's the combat section, here's the climbing section. Like it's so staggered that it just it feels like a... A, a sterile video game rather than, you know, I'm in this world doing stuff. One one thing I, I uh, liked a lot about it, which um, perhaps is not as noticeable to those of us post Breath of the Wild, is how um, not condescending the tutorial and intro is. And it just kind of washes you up on a beach and lets you wander off and do your own thing and subtly points you in the right direction yes. with, with environmental clues yes. rather than telling you go here do this and I, I really like that yeah that I mean again that's part of why I felt the need to not stop and start and hunt for collectibles because mm. the guidance of the world is so cleverly done that mm. again I enjoyed following the path like they actually made just walking their set path from A to B enjoyable there, there's something that, that, that feels and good about doing it it's noticeable right from the first moments of the game where there's a rock pointing towards this tower so yes you, you're like okay obviously i know i have to go there but the route you take to get there leads you to the other place you got to be where there's these four little statues looking to the places you're supposed to go and one of those places is the tower to just give you that little reminder yeah i thought yeah. that was really clever and some of it like is so subtle you don't even think about it. Like sometimes I, yeah. it took me a while before I realized that I was being guided. Um, and yeah. and I, I, the thing that's always made me prevalent, like, like not prevalent, the thing that's always made me um, considerate of that uh, when doing game criticism is uh, a long time ago when I played Left 4 Dead 2 uh, at a Valve thing and was talking to 
um, I forget who it was from Valve, maybe Chet, it might have been Chet Palazak, um, who has been fucking let go, because Valve aren't making games, are they? They don't fucking care. Um, but I think it was he who pointed out how Left 4 Dead uses lights to show you where to go. You know, they, they'll mm-hmm. light up the right doorway and leave other doorways unlit. You know, they'll light the room behind mm-hmm. the door that you, you should be in. Um, and, 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 Actually, you know, they, talk, they talk about that in the... If you've got the version of Half-Life 2 that has the developer commentary. Right, right. That's something... They actually talk about that in the yeah, game. Yeah, Valve are a big fan of using Guiding light. your way with uh, lighting and positioning of objects and stuff. Yeah, so their philosophy has always made me very interested in how to guide a player without just straight up telling them. Obviously, the most mm. uh, clear one we see these days are yellow ledges. They're usually yellow mm. or... Uh, mm. Often orange as well, um, and actually some of the the more blatant guidance like that is in uh, Rhyme, uh, where ledges that you can climb onto have uh, sort of a Perfect. lighter shade where it, it looks as if something's been clawing at them. Uh, so, which to be fair looks a lot more um, believable than the yellow. Oh, ledges definitely, definitely. <laughs> it's, it is a it's a it's clear to the player, but still subtly blended into the world, uh, which is hard to do. Mm. It is very hard to mm. do. Um, you know, uh, Uncharted wanted natural-looking rocks and ledges, but had them... Isn't that the one that had them glow white? I don't... It might, it might not have been that, actually. But there, there's, there's one of those... There's so many fucking games where you do all the climbing on ledges now. Um, it's sometimes I have them, like, flash white... Uh, which looks even worse, I think, than having the yellow, because there's normally some clever way you can make the yellow appear. Like, I think it was uh, warning tape or something like that on in the division. Uh, it was the yellow roping in uh, uh, Zero Dawn, Horizon Zero Dawn. So, yeah, sorry, we're going on a big tangent about level design. I, 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 I get very interested when I talk about level design. I find it fascinating. Horizon did um, made very... Uh, good use of color. Yes, very yes. subtle. Well, but actually, no, Not it wasn't subtle, so subtle. But it was, but it was still yeah. nicely used. It, it was still. If it was, placed. if it was red, you knew you were going to be able to hide in it. Yeah, <laughs> it it didn't feel obtrusive, but it gave you all the information you needed to make decisions about getting through that environment. Yeah. Which, very you blatant. Know, it, it did it pretty well. Very blatant, but at least they tried to make it part of the world, uh, which yeah. Yeah. which is all I ask. And and rhyme does it better than most, just because of how subtly it guides you. Okay, that sounds good. Yeah. I need to. I, I need to really good at some point this week. I, yeah, I, get the impression I, I, I think I would. so too, Laura. I think it's your kind of game. I'll get round to it. I, I had a busy week doing travel and stuff, but I'll get to just, it. Um, just really quickly, um, I also was replaying a little bit of Blood and Wine this week. Oh yeah. And mm. if if you're someone who played Witcher Three and didn't play Blood and Wine, get it because it's honestly, in my opinion. It's where they really had just hit their stride with the engine and everything, and and the writing is so good. And to me, it's like the best content in The Witcher Three mm-hmm. is Blood and Wine. I've been really wanting and to just get back to The Witcher Three and and play Blood and Wine, but mm-hmm. as, as we Jim, you you will adore Blood and Wine because the 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 core game of Witcher Three is very um, it's got a lot of humor in it, but it's quite grim as well. Yeah. Whereas Blood and Wine is set in this gorgeous, sunny, complete utter piss take of like France, Germany, Italy. <laughs> I think those those seem to be the countries they were going for. And it's very tongue in cheek, a lot of it. And it's even what I spent like half an hour just walking through the town, listening to the random dialogue from 
NPCs because so much of it is so funny. Right. It's uh, it's well worth a play. I'm, and if you liked Witcher 3, go and play I, it. I'm looking forward to it, unfortunately, as, as we established uh, on a couple of episodes ago. Um, my Xbox One's fucked right now, and that's where all my progress is, is on the Xbox One ah, version, because that's the one I got um, when I was reviewing yeah. it, and so... You can, if you get it, you can start a new game, um, say if you were to get the PC version, yeah. you can start Blood and Wine as a new game with a high-level character. No, okay, alright, that's interesting, yeah. I did yeah. not know that. Um, CDP always thinking of the the ways clever, to make yeah. make things better. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. That's that's how you make the smart money rather than just like like brainlessly shoveling shit into your stuff to make people buy more things. Is actually think mm. about how can I make this product appealing? I know that's a weird fucking exactly. concept to some publishers. Uh, how do I make this and product even, appealing? If you look at that game compared to when it came out, like the the entire menu system was overhauled. G- Geralt's movement was overhauled. It's such a, it was an amazing game the first week it came out, but it's now a twenty percent better game because of all the little little niggles and fixes they made. Yeah. And I'm looking at you, Zelda, could use a lot of those fixes. How there, there are a lot. <laughs> I will admit there are a lot of things that could be tweaked and improved in Breath of the Wild. Cough, cough. They didn't bother me that much. How, how tweaked <laughs> and improved do you think Friday the Thirteenth is going to end up? In, um, in a while from now I, I'll, I'll put it this way It couldn't get much worse Than it is right now I mean they've because... had uh, One of the more horrific launch periods I've seen in a while This this, this is what I will say about Friday the 13th um, For an online only game I spent three hours Unable to get a match I mean that's That's bang for your buck if you care about like how long ago I'm just more dead I'm I'm impressed by your dedication there Laura <laughs> well I was trying to play it just for some like I wanted to get some capture stuff for it I wanted to maybe do something work wise with it and I ended up just sitting listening to podcasts just being like I'll get in eventually and see how this is no okay okay yeah. no I've got video just... footage of the matchmaking just how fucking long it's it, it can take um I actually uh uh, I got contacted by the devs because they uh, they saw my video on it and they uh, they did blame some of it on the person who was trying to drive the car, uh, but I still maintained that letting a player get into the kind of loop that I was in on my Jim Impressions video of Friday the Thirteenth, yeah. the dev has to shoulder some of the blame for that. Did did you manage to actually get into a game? I've then? managed to get into um, about three games. I've managed to get into three games. Uh, one of which um, ended when the game just started quitting to uh, like you just started like like pausing and stuff when I was trying to escape from Jason and I died and I got annoyed. Um, one I got uh, we all got booted from when the host left because of course why of course that happens still uh, and one I played to completion. Uh, haven't been able to play as Jason yet, uh, just as the ghoulish-faced counsellors, who I wish were all wearing hockey masks. Uh, and and there you go. But, but like I said, the devs have contacted me. It's like, I, I feel for them because I do, they didn't want to make a bad game. Uh, that much is clear from talking to them. They clearly give a shit and and mm. want to make this good. Uh, I don't. This is yeah. certainly not a Colonial Marine situation where it came out and then you know Pitchford and Co are like, it's fine, f- fuck off. Um, you know they they are well, clearly 
upset, but I don't well, know how well, it came is... out like this. Yeah, like, the, the the problem is, is you can tell that they give a shit, but giving a shit and releasing a working product are not the same thing. Well, no, that's, yeah, that's the the situation. Um, like, like, even, like, like uh, some people were, like, telling me to get good at the game when I was talking about, because it's not just the matchmaking. I have a lot of yeah. other issues. With, like, it's a technical disaster. Um, it, it doesn't feel comfortable to play at all. I mean, I'm complaining about Ryan, but when I'm talking about people getting caught on bits of scenery and uh, not interacting properly with the environment, Friday the 13th has Ryan fucking beat. Um, so, yeah, I can't get good at the game, though. How do you get good at a game that it can take up to... Well, I, I was going to say up to 10 minutes, because that's what it took me, but in Laura's case up to three hours to try and get into a game. And even if you do get into a game, you're wrestling with technical problems and not learning the game. The game gives you no no real like like in-game clue as to what you're doing. Uh, the how-to-play section is a joke, uh, and the, the developers do know it. Um, it. It doesn't actually tell you how to play the game. <laughs> it just tells you that you can do things. But it doesn't tell you how it doesn't even tell you how to turn a flashlight on. Like, I mean, you fiddle around with a D-pad enough times, you'll get it on, but to not even give you any button prompts for anything, it's like, you can do this. Uh, when you're fixing the engine on the car, a series of prompts will come up. Okay, what are the prompts? There's a helpful picture. It shows you a circle, but it doesn't show you the button prompts that come up within that circle. So you've got no clue what's coming. Uh, and and everything's like that in the tutorial. And, and so there's no way of knowing how to play it. And, unless you are people who backed it and had the time and inclination to play through the beta closely in Discord chat rooms and everything with the developers, uh, keeping them constantly updated on what's going on. Uh, all of that stuff... They all are very experienced by now and are furious at all the new people who came in and said, how the fuck do I play this fucking thing? And they act as if it's the most natural thing in the world to know how to play it. And it is to them because they've been with this for so long. But guess what, sweet cheeks? The rest of us fucking haven't. That sounds like a lot of game communities, to be honest. Like, yeah, yeah. a lot of them, just, like, anyone who's new, there's no patience Well, for yeah, I mean, it, it, it's it's part of the reason why I, I never got into the, the Mobus stuff. I, I tried, and it was just so fucking immediately hostile. The, yeah. Mm. Uh, in terms of other stuff this week, I have a couple of games to very quickly uh, go through. Um, Later this week, probably Friday, I should have a Tekken 7 review up on the Gymquisition. The basic thoughts before I've played any of the online uh, properly is that while this does add some new things to Tekken, most of the things they add are supplemental and not really updates or tweaks or uh, improvements on the core formula. The core gameplay loop is still enjoyable. It's pretty unchanged from past Tekken games. It is very much this is another Tekken fighting game system. And that fighting game system that hasn't really been updated in any major ways is kind of carrying the experience. Um, you know, that's not necessarily a terrible thing, but I don't know how long Tekken can get away with 
just doing that mm-hmm. in future. So like that's that's my main thought. I'm writing up my review at the moment, and uh, once I've had some time with the online, I'll have a review up of that soon. I got to play some of the new Final Fantasy XIV um, expansion, Stormblood, which, as someone who's not played MMOs in a while, it does a pretty decent job of having like visual cues that make it relatively easy to understand what you're meant to do with your MMO class, which is right. surprising. I didn't find it as difficult to jump into as I'd expected. Um, and then the last one I just want to briefly mention is... Magikarp Jump is the most wholesome mobile <laughs> game I've ever played. It's sweet and adorable, and I love it. I've got it downloaded. I downloaded it the day it came out, but I haven't gotten around to touching it yet. Like, I've got, you know, I was struggling with Friday the 13th for a lot of the weekend, been trying to get through Rhyme, trying to get through uh, uh, Spirit of Sanada, uh, and I think there's fucking something else. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Lock's Quest, I, I, I need to get around to playing because it's out now on. Uh, Consoles and PC, one of my favourite DS games ever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've got this Magic Carp jump downloaded. All I know about it is that you know you you have a Magic Carp and and you you train it to jump. Uh, well, but but I have heard very good things. I'll, there's a little bit of conceptual stuff that's just like really sweet at the beginning that I'll give you a bit of a heads up on. Like the reason I love this game is the whole core concept is. Magikarp has forever been the Pokemon that everyone knows is kind of useless and that no one wants because all it can do is splash and flop about and it's not competitive in any way. And you play as a character in a small rural town where they quite like Magikarp because it's the underdog, because it is fundamentally useless and they're like, hey, hey, don't disparage this stupid flopping goldfish. It's... You know, they're sweet. They're trying. They're trying to be hard, like, do things. Let's train them to be the best useless floppy fish they can be. And it's kind of adorable um, the ways that you just go on your adventure with useless fish that can't really do anything but flop about and kind of jump. Um, A lot of the, the mechanical and narrative things you go through are themed around... Magikarp tries to do something, can't really do it, and has to be saved by one of the rest of your party, but it's okay because everyone loves Magikarp. Usually, you know what you... they need to do, Laura? What? They need to get Kim Jong Torsh's penis head seaman in to give them a crash course in how to swim properly. I, I, I would, I, I think that would detract from the wholesome beauty that is this experience. Um, I, th- I think like my favorite thing I've come across so far is usually you want your Magikarp just to get it to evolve into a Gyarados. In this, if it becomes a Gyarados, they're like, nah, you know, Gyaradoses are all right, but they're not the underdog that we like. Get rid of it. It's not good. And you got you to throw so out your cool when, Gyarados for, for more when, stupid flopping Magikarp, and it's adorable. When you guys talk about Pokemon, it's, it's like it becomes to me like how I imagine non-gamers who follow me must see my Twitter feed as. <laughs> so you may as well be just saying Kovfef over and over again. Yeah, but no, it's it's Magikarp Jump. It, it's mechanically a simple game, but it is, it's just very thematically sweet in you, as you go on your adventure to teach your useless flopping fish to be the best useless flopping fish it can be. Well, that sounds lovely. Yeah, it's just a nice, sweet time waster. All right. Kind of like this show, but this show is neither nice nor sweet. It's just a horrible you, waste of time. This show is no such thing. This is a very educational place it's to spend fun. your time. It's and a fun time. 
you, you learn all sorts of wonderful facts while you're here, so it's all it's all good. You you learnt something today. What did you learn? I don't know something. Probably... Tell us in the comments what you learnt this week. Yeah, let's 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 find out what you learned, please. Um, nothing nasty. Um, are we good for wrapping up? I reckon we're all right oh, for, wrapping for wrapping up. up. Um, Laura, how can people find out stuff that you do on the internet? Me and my stuff. Yeah. You can find me and my stuff at Laura K Buzz pretty much everywhere. Laura K Buzz on Twitter, YouTube, Patreon. That's the one that pays the bills. Other than that, let's play video games. Uh, you can find my video about fidget spinners and autism and ADHD on the PBS Idea Channel YouTube channel. Uh, gonna have a Tekken 7 review up on thegymquisition.com. And that's, that's probably good places to look. Okie dokie. And Gav, you do the musics. I was listening to some of it last night. How can other people listen to your musics? You can search Miracle of Sound on YouTube. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Miracle of Sound. And like the other two, I also have a Patreon now, Miracle of Sound. Yes, indeed you do. There you go. Thank you. And thank you all so much for listening to yet another episode of the Podquisition. Uh, Thanks for all your support. Thank you so much for the uh, support that the new Jimquisition got this week with its new music, and my new hat, and my backdrop, and everything. Um, that that was wonderful to see, and, and and even the people who weren't too fond with the changes, uh, almost all of them were at least still constructive, and uh, you know more just expressing a bit of regret and 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 whatever what have you. Um, as opposed to being angry and vitriolic. And so I appreciate that as well. Uh, and, yeah, uh, hopefully things continue to go well. And we will see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.